photos are so important when we're starting our online presence, right? When we have our websites, when we have our social media, we want to be able to post photos. And sometimes stock images don't quite give the feelings that we're trying to give and don't give potential customers the opportunity to get to know us personally. So I have an expert on today who's going to share with us how to take better photos with our phones and the things that we have around our home. So Doreen is going to be our expert guest today. Doreen, thank you so much for making the time to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love talking social media and taking pictures for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive right in. Um, Give us a little bit of background about who you are and what you do, why you love social media and photos so much. Sure. Um, I'm first and foremost a mom. I have four uh, young adult children. And um, I started my business when my youngest um, started kindergarten and he just started college. So it's been like 12 years. It's been it's been a fun ride. So I'm an organic social media specialist, which means I don't do any paid advertising and it's all content related. So blogging, video, images, writing, um, that's really where my specialty lies. So I've taken lots of pictures over the years and helped lots of business owners, um, including local small businesses, as well as e-commerce. I've worked for um, corporations, and now I'm working with a lot of coaches and um, small business owners. Um, So, And I usually have to sort of coach them on what kind of pictures to take. Okay. Let me ask you, what is your advice for people who have like small businesses that are service-based? What kind of pictures should they be thinking about taking? Behind the scenes pictures. Think about what you would want your customers to know. So kind of reverse engineer it, right? When I start working with somebody, the first thing I say to them, before we do anything, we're going to work on a strategy and we're going to write things up and we're going to come up with content. But while we're working on all of that, start Mm -hmm. recording all the questions you get about your business in one place. That could be a note on Mm -hmm. your phone. It could be an email. But questions come in through the phone, through email, through your service providers, on your internet, um, you write through Twitter, any DMs that you get, any questions that people ask you about your business are going to be a great start for creating content. So people want to know more about you and your business, how you run it, who's in it with you, who you serve, why you started your business. And then they want to see the behind the scenes pictures of you actually doing the work because that builds trust. Mm, Okay. I love that. So let's back up a little bit. We are starting a business and we want to take photos and we don't know like what equipment to use or what we'll need for that. And we don't necessarily have the budget to hire a professional photographer, like right off the bat. So share a little bit about some of the things we should think about having in our arsenal so we can start taking beautiful pictures. Okay. Well, the most important thing that you need, you probably have in your pocket which is your cell phone, uh, right? So that is, unless you have a completely outdated cell phone, your smartphone is going to have an amazing camera and that's all you need to get started initially, right? Um, When people ask me, well, I can't take a selfie. Well, here is the trick to take a, a good selfie or a further away photo. Use your timer, Right. So I have a little stand. Let me show it to you. I have a little stand that I have on my desk and you know, I can basically put my, um, my, um, smartphone, you know, in a vertical or horizontal position. 
and okay. pretty much flat. So I put it on my desk and I use the 10 second timer initially when I get started and I'll just back up away and I will do funny positions, right? If I'm in my office and I want to take pictures and then I'll go back and look through them. And the cool thing about smartphones is you can delete pictures you don't want. Immediately delete them, right? And For then sure. once you get a rhythm and once you figure out, say you're doing a photo session outside in nature, which is another tip, um, take pictures outside because the lighting is going to be amazing. Um, do that three-second timer where you can take pictures of yourself. A lot of times people are self-conscious about taking pictures of themselves, especially when they start a business. Um, it's easier to be behind a camera and take pictures of other people. So that would be another tip. If you do not want to turn the camera on yourself as a business owner, highlight everybody else who helps you in your business. That could be the UPS driver, if he's willing to be in a picture, if you have a good relationship with him or her, um, who might deliver your merchandise. It might be the person at the post office who takes your passages, uh, packages, right? It might be the mechanic who helps you fix your car so you can go visit clients. It might be your insurance agent who helped you insure. It might be your banker who gave you a loan. All those different partners that help you are great um, behind the scenes pictures if they're willing. You always have to ask and, and you can tag them, highlight them, especially if they're other business owners. But a lot of us have partners in business, right? We can't do it alone. So we might have a marketing person or a website person or you know somebody who helps us with video. Highlight the other people behind the scenes and tell a story about them. So that way you don't have to be on camera. But if you do if you do to start taking pictures of yourself, use the timer initially. So it doesn't necessarily always look like that selfie right here. You can take a little bit of a further away approach. Okay. Give more tips about angles because I think that that's tough when you're doing like solo pictures to get the right angle sometimes. And yeah. that's the good thing about being behind the camera. You can maybe see the clutter or the things in the foreground or the background and maybe move a little bit and you might not get that foresight when you're solo. Yeah. So remember the selfie sticks from like five or 10 years ago? These are great. So you can extend this pretty far. So that's another way. Angle um, up is always good, right? You want to kind of, you, you don't want to have it at eye level or below. Um, if you look down, anybody, even the skinniest person, when you look down on your camera, you're going to have, see the extra skin extra chin. Okay. So you always want to sort of even look up just a little bit. So a selfie okay. stick really helps. Um, if you're wobbly with your stick, I always rest it on something. So I might have um, a, a file cabinet in my office and I would rest it on the edge, right? So okay. it's steady. Um, so that's, a, that's another good tip. If you have a camera tripod, I have a, a small one for my desk, but you might already have a big one for, you know, a big camera. You can put your um, cell, uh, your smartphone on that as well. Anything that's stable. Um, in the past, I've used laundry baskets to make a tower, or you know anything that's on your desk that you that you need in order for to take a good picture of yourself. But think about at least eye level, but preferably just a little bit higher, so you look up a little bit. And then um, always sit in front of the light source, not have the light source behind you. Um, right now I am in front of a window so I can look out the window. You don't see a window around me and we're on video, but if mm -hmm. I were to take a picture, I would have that same approach. You want the light to fall on you. I also have a light up here 
um, that I have on my desk. So lighting is important. Um, if it's dark at night, I would suggest not taking pictures unless it's, um, it's part of the behind the scene thing. Like say you have a party at night and, you know, or you doing a run, say you're a running coach and you're at night, you know, that's a whole different thing, but, um, daylight is good. Um, think about where the sun comes. If you're in your office, um, Mm -hmm. I actually have two windows. I have one straight ahead, but I also have one over here to the side. So depending on where the sun is and time of day, I know that two or three o'clock is the best time for me to take Mm -hmm. pictures and it changes as a, as the months change into the summer. So be Mm -hmm. aware of where your light comes into your office. And if you're doing indoors, do it in front of a window outside, be in the shade. Um, If you need to, if you have glasses on, um, I have Mm -hmm. several pair of glasses and I have several frames of the same glasses. And one has blue light that I use um, to, to work on my computer but I don't wear the blue light glasses in my pictures because they don't look as good. So that's another tip. Um, If you take pictures of yourself and you wear glasses, make sure like if I'm moving right now, you can kind of see in my glasses a reflection. So when you take your pictures, um, look look back at the pictures you've taken, what angle your head needs to be so you don't have the reflection on your glasses. Um, that's another good tip. And then the last thing I would say is on this, if you're doing pictures yourself, make sure that your background is pretty plain. Um, you know, we know there's tools out there that you can cut out the background, but it's easier to do that if there's not a bunch of stuff behind you. So I purposely have a pretty plain wall behind me. I see you do as well. And that way, when you take that picture, even if you don't, if you see a little plant or you see, you know, I have a light behind me that I don't turn on when I go on video or take pictures, but, mm-hmm. um, you can then cut that out. And that way you have a pretty clear picture of yourself. Okay. Give advice about clothes and like colors to wear, because sometimes people say that like maybe wearing like a solid color is like better in photos, like maybe a black or like a dark blue. That way, no matter how your brand colors change or no matter what the situation, like the photo would be appropriate. Some people do want to wear color or like patterns in order to show their personality. Like what are your thoughts there? So it really depends on where you are. If you're in nature and it is summer and everything is green, don't wear green, right? So, and don't wear patterns because the leaves are going to give you the pattern. So wear something black or red if you want to. Definitely stick with in brand colors. If you can, if you're watching this, you can see my colors are orange and navy blue. Um, I wear orange glasses always. And sometimes my clothes are orange. I have a orange coat hanging in my office that if I need to go live and I'm not wearing the appropriate color, I might put the coat on. So, you know, if you're taking pictures, make sure you have multiple um, uh, shirts with you or jackets that you can put on. Uh, mm-hmm. Bright colors are fun for sure. If that's for who sure. you are, if you are thinking about using the images in different seasons. So throughout the year, um, I would say, you know, stay with, um, long, long slacks or a dress and a jacket. Um, you know, that can kind of go all the different seasons, especially, um, if you're outside, um, if you have, if it's really hot in the summer and you want to do an outdoor photo shoot, do it early in the morning. Um, the light's going to be best or right at dusk right? Dawn or dusk are good times to take pictures outside. And in the summer, it's going to be too hot. You're going to be all 
glittery and shimmery from the sweat. So there's so many things to consider, right? Here's another tip that I want to give all of you who are watching and listening. When you need to take a bunch of pictures of yourself and you want to do a little brand photo shoot, plan it for the day that you're going to get your hair done, ladies, right? I get my hair done every six to eight weeks. And I usually take the first appointment in the morning. And that day is when I take some new pictures. My hairdresser does my hair. She does it better than I can do it. I just washed my hair. It doesn't look very good, right? I didn't go and hair dry it or do anything crazy with it. But when you come from home from the hairdresser, I don't know about you, but I feel like a million bucks. So I usually go home, put on my makeup, and that's when I either record videos or take some new pictures. So use that time wisely. Next time you make that appointment, schedule yourself a two-hour time slot to take some new pictures of yourself. What do you think about looking really glammed up in like a certain persona in photos that you actually don't show up to when you're meeting with clients or meeting in meetings with other people? Like, what do you think about the juxtaposition behind like being really glammed in photos and then looking a little bit different when you're in person or on video? I think that's going to be a huge disconnect. If you're only going to be online, and you know your audience is mainly people that you will never see, absolutely go for the all glam up. But if you have an online event or an in-person event, if you go to conferences, if you do local networking, you need to look authentic because the people that are going to shake your hand are going to want to recognize you. I could tell you a funny story too. Um, when I first started my brand, my orange glasses were an accident. So I just kind of put them on for fun, put them on Facebook, and I would go to local networking um, parties and events and people didn't recognize me. And so finally one day somebody said, I know you from somewhere. I don't know you who you are. And I'm like, orange glasses. They're like, yeah, where are they? So I started wearing orange glasses with, uh, without, um, pres prescription lenses for 10 years. Um, because if I take off the glasses, they don't recognize who I am. It's part of my branding. Um, mm. so then it's not as important of everything else that I wear, but you have to be recognizable. If somebody sees you in person, they have to recognize you from online and vice versa. If, you're, uh, if your pictures online are more than a year or two years old and your hairstyles changed or your frames have changed, if you wear glasses, you need to update. You, It's more authentic. People are going to trust you if you look the same. Now, glam pictures are awesome if you're um, putting together like a media kit if you want them to put them on your website where they live for a while, I totally mm -hmm. agree. That's fine. But on your socials, if you're doing pictures of behind the scenes and what you're working on, make sure you're not completely glammed up with a, you know, a big suit and people are just not going to connect to you because they don't do that. I mean, they, I'm usually in my pajamas working from home. So sometimes I take a picture of me in my pajamas because that's more authentic. And I get a shot, I do a shout out. I said, who else is working in their pajamas today? You know, it's great. So be that, be yourself. And if you like to be dressed up all the time, or you always have your nails done, it's fine, but don't glam up and then not show up glammed up in, in person. 
Okay. Love that advice. Um, let me ask you this. As far as other things that people can think of, I feel like every single time I do photos, I'm always on Pinterest trying to research like what poses to have or like what sort of props to have, depending on what I'm taking the photo for to get inspiration. Um, what are your thoughts for people who may be looking for um, inspiration for the photos that they're taking? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is think about what you want to portray, right? Who? Well, first okay. of all, who do you what's your goal? Like, who do you want to reach and what do you want to tell them about your business? And then, um, go look at your competitors. Don't we all have these fantastic people that we follow that do a great job? I once had a friend tell me, she's like, be the person you want to be for your ideal audience. And she said, um, she is an influencer and she wanted to get in front of, um, I think Nike shoes or some shoe company. Right. And so she studied their user generated pictures, the pictures that Nike was sharing of other influencers. And she looked at their poses, how they were dressed, what they were wearing, and she emulated their look. So if you're not sure what you want to do, I love Pinterest. And I also love Instagram, go Mm -hmm. to somebody that you trust and love and see the poses they have. Don't be afraid to post with, um, you know, pose with your, your animals, if you're an animal lover or with food, right? I mean, we're all human. We all eat. We all have, most of us, or most of us have families, have a family life, have a private life. So I'm not saying make the private life, bring it in, but make it personal. There's, oh, here's a good one. There's a difference between personal and private, right? Mm. Private sharing would be saying something like, um, uh, you know, I, um, I'm losing, I'm about to lose my house cause I couldn't pay my mortgage. Personal would be, I lost my job and I'm looking to gain new employment ASAP. Right? So one is more of a personal, personal nature where, you know, you're telling people what's going on in your life and you might ask for help, but private would be like, Hey, I'm about to go homeless cause I couldn't pay my mortgage and you're not really sharing why. So on social media, that's a big um, distinction, I think. And we see that on different platforms. So sharing personal things, I'm going yay in pictures and in posts for sharing private stuff. I would say, no, don't do that. So that was, that was actually a good follow up to the question you asked. So go study the people that you love and that you like. Um, I'm not big into, um, you know, poses and stuff, uh, necessarily myself, but I know it's very effective because what you might feel is unnatural is going to look really good. So follow those that do it, look at how they do it. And there's TikTok and Instagram reels out there um, that tell you, you know, if you search that, you know, best poses for influencers, um, go, go try a few and see what they look like and then post them. I would say test anything that you're willing to do something new for. So if you're going to do selfies and you're going to do new poses, post some and ask for feedback from your audience. That's the best way. Ask your community and say, what do you think? I'm trying something new, right? Being honest about what you're doing and getting some feedback from them. Your audience is going to be really, really supportive. I love that. Okay. What are some common mistakes that you see people making when they're taking their own photos for social media? Ooh, too much makeup or no makeup. Um, Lighting, right? Having the wrong lighting, uh, being in the shadows. Okay. Um, 
not looking at their clothing that's either wrinkled or might have stains on it, too many oh. patterns, um, positions where, you know, uh, they, they look down or too far away. Um, let's see, angle shots. Sometimes the angles are wrong, right? Not just up or down, but also side views. Um, some people take it with the wrong camera. I would say, as mentioned, smartphone, but oh. if you have an old smartphone, borrow one from somebody, right? Um, okay. I worked at a restaurant who one of their, one of their hostesses was taking beautiful pictures and I really wanted to use them, but they were super grainy and there was nothing I could do because her camera just was old. And I had to tell them, you know, they are perfect shots except with the wrong camera. So they had to get her a different camera or she borrowed one, I think initially. Um, so make sure that you look at, um, the quality of your pictures before you shoot too many. So that's, an, okay. that's another mistake. Um, and then people are just too stiff, you know, have some fun, do some movement right in your pictures, smile, right? Smiling is a, an emotion that almost everybody will connect with. If you don't know what to say on social, I say that all the time. If you don't know what to do, if you're on a video or if you're meeting people and you're an introvert, just smile. It's like involuntarily people are going to start smiling back at you. So use that in pictures, throw on your biggest smile. And here's the thing. You don't have to be liked with by everybody. You know, we always think that we want to reach everybody. No, we don't. We need to reach our ideal audience. And if your ideal audience includes women, women are pretty supportive of each other. So if you put a selfie out there and you feel pretty vulnerable and you say that, people are going to be giving you all kinds of kudos and go, great, you know, good for you. Go try that. Um, so the mistake would be to stand too far back from the camera, um, not smile, um, maybe have too many props or inappropriate props. Um, those are kind of, kind of the things that I see mostly that go wrong. Sometimes, um, there's too much going on. If they're outside, they're not in focus. Say you're outside mm -hmm. in a road and you're trying to take a picture and there's all these random people go by. So make sure one of the actually good ideas that you can do, um, if you have a phone that has portrait mode, I have an iPhone, um, portrait mode is about eight feet or so, eight to 10 feet. And it really focuses on you. Um, and that, I love that feature. I use that on my animals all the time or flowers if I take pictures. So try to use the portrait mode on yourself. It really highlights you. And then the other thing, the mistake that people make that I didn't mention at all, they think they could just take the picture and throw it up there. Um, you know, go do some editing. There's amazing tools out there and they're easy to use. Canva is one that I use and, um, you can put, throw a filter on there. If you don't love the picture, you can make it artsy. You can put a logo on there, but you can also change the color, the grain. Um, I love making my photos black and white sometimes just give them that artsy feel. So don't just stop with taking the picture. And then last but not least, if you have an awesome picture of yourself, but something or somebody next to you, or, you know, somebody who's in a picture with you, cut out the background and just have you impose yourself on top of another background or a different color background. So those are, that's the other mistake. I think people forget that if they have a pretty good picture, you can do a lot of different things with them. Okay. So now we have taken our photos. We have all of these tips. We have fantastic photos because you are also in social media. Let me throw this question at you. Sure. Um, Instagram feels like a dark hole lately where like nothing is being found, seen, or like really 
reacted to. So since you are the organic social media coach, what advice do you have for people who may feel like, okay, I'm doing all of this work now to get this great content, these great captions, these great photos, but it feels like I'm talking to no one over here on Instagram. So all right. what are your tips there? Sure. There's a couple of things. I actually just came back from social media marketing world in San Diego, where I listened to a lot of TikTokers and short form video expert, which was really the theme of the conference, short form video. So if you're not doing short form video and you're willing to make short form video, that is what I would recommend. It doesn't always have to include you in the video. It could be a video of things or telling a story. But the other big thing, which I just said, besides short form video is telling the story. What are you showing, right? It can be really short. Now, the other thing to remember, and I'm just going to hammer this down as an organic specialist right now, reels are working the best, but Instagram has already said they're going back to an image platform. So right now reels are doing well because they're coming from TikTok. They're being repurposed to uh, Instagram reels, to Facebook reels, to YouTube shorts, right? If you make a short form video, you can post it on different places, right? And you should, Mm -hmm. for your audience, figure out where they're going to get the most traction. But Mm -hmm. as Instagram, it once again is changing the algorithm, you should stay up to date on what's happening because here is the secret. Every platform, as soon as they have a new feature, they are going to push that new feature out above anything else. When Facebook invented Facebook Live about Mm -hmm. six, seven years ago, if you went live, you got so much engagement and reach. It was amazing. Now when you go live, maybe three friends see it, right? right? So stay up to date on the platforms that you want to rank on and see what's going on. They all have a blog. Facebook has a blog. Instagram had a blog. Follow them on their own platform and see what they're saying, what's happening. Also talk to other social media experts and find out what they're seeing. I'm seeing definitely a big shift to short form video. I'm seeing, have seen a big shift in the last year to YouTube. YouTube shorts are ranking a lot. Um, reels. If you weren't doing reels, um, try different ones. You know, we don't, we're, it's so easy for us to think, well, it's working for them. I need it to work for me, but being your authentic self is going to be your best bet. I look to what other people are doing for inspiration, but then I do me. Um, carousels aren't dead. Instagram carousels can still work. I'm working with a company who did some research last year, last summer. So it might be a little outdated, but it could still work and you could try. They said, one to three on, well, carousel is at least two. So two to three or eight, nine, 10. Those are the carousels that do the best. So if you have a bunch of pictures, do three pictures or do eight, nine or 10 pictures. Those were the ones people, the longer they stay, the better that our algorithm um, feels that you're doing and it's showing it to more people. Um, then the other little secret that I just found out is I was pushing out my reels and my, no, my stories last week when I was at a conference to my Facebook page, it was like an automated thing. And I hadn't really been putting stories on my page because I was concentrating on reels. Right. And my stories on my page did really well. And it was like, huh, that's an interesting thing. So I guess the best advice I can tell you and your viewers and listeners is to never stop testing 
and never stop experimenting because what works one day might not work the next. You can, if something goes really well, definitely pay attention mm -hmm. to when you posted it, how long it was, you know, uh, what, you know, what day of the week you posted it, all those things, because it definitely has something to do with, um, you know, being picked up for sure. Um, and then the other thing that I learned is in the keywords, like if say you want to rank for a keyword, right? If you're watching this, um, put mm -hmm. it everywhere. So put it in the hashtag, put it in the description, put it in the caption and say the keyword. So now it's everywhere, right? So you want to um, rank for a vacuum cleaner. So you're going to put hashtag vacuum cleaner. You're going to say the word vacuum cleaner. You're going to transcribe it underneath. So this, so it says vacuum cleaner. You're going to put it in the title. So so that way, all the places where it can rank, it gets that SEO boost. And I think that's something that some of us might forget to do, right? We might not pick that one keyword that we want to rank for, and we just put this content out that we hope our followers will see, but we forget about the algorithm that's going, well, the picture is about vacuum cleaner, but I don't hear her say the word. And then the hashtag is maybe cleaning. So they're not all connected. So make sure that when you pick your keyword for whatever piece of content, that they're all going to be the same keyword on all those different places. Love it. Doreen, tell everyone where they can connect with you and follow you. Um, we would love to hear about any offers that you have as well that people may um, be interested in and be able to take advantage of to get better photos and social media content. Sure. Well, my um, company is More in Media. I'm proudly wearing my shirt. So at More in Media on Instagram, Twitter, um, my best place to connect right now is LinkedIn. Um, it's really a fun place to hang out for business owners. If you're a new business owner, it's a great place to become a thought leader, to connect with other people in your industry and to learn a lot. So that's where I'm hanging out most of the time, but I am uh, sort of active on Instagram and Facebook. I'm a community manager, so I do a lot of Facebook groups. Um, so I'm on there as well. And one of the things that I offer startups and small businesses is strategy sessions. Um, so on my website, mornmedia.com, um, you can sign up a 15 minute free strategy session with me just to get to know me. Um, and then if we work together, that's something uh, that I do for people. I come up with a social media strategy plan that you can actually implement yourself or you can hire me as a consultant or hire my team as a social media manager. Um, and for startup, that's not always doable, but sometimes um, there is somebody out there that has a nice marketing budget and that just says, I wanna outsource it. And I'm that person, I'm the content manager for hire. Um, but if you want to talk strategy for 15 minutes, you can go to my website, mornmedia.com and sign up for a 15 minute free session. Okay. Sounds good. We'll definitely put those links in the description. Doreen, thank you so much for your time and expertise and thank you all for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.